All right, welcome back into another one-off Wednesday edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast here for WEEI, Odyssey Sports, and 2400 Sports. I'm Mike Cadlick, joined by Andy Jumbo Hart, both of us from WEEI.com. And we got a lot to get to today, Andy. We originally had a one-off Wednesday debate-style show-ish. I think we're on the same page, but originally had something scheduled, so we're going to talk about if or if not, quarterbacks should throw at the NFL Combine at their pro days and uh, sort of where you stand on that because we'll get into it later, but I have sort of sort of my opinions on that. I'm sure you do as well. But first, before we get into that little, uh, little tiff, we do want to talk about the new NFL PA report card that came out today. Uh, this is the second annual season that the NFL PA is doing this. So what they do is basically uh, survey every single player in the league. It's over 1,700 players, and they uh, sort of take an anonymous survey and grade out every single team on how they are with uh, with families, with their facilities, their head coach, their owner, uh, strength staff, everything uh, to get sort of a sense of the workplace environment from every team. And for the second season in a row, Andy, the Patriots did not grade out well at all. Not a good look for Robert Kraft. Not a good look for the Patriots facilities, some of their staff. Um, some of them are going to change over uh, heading into the season with the new regime with Gerard Mayo. So hopefully they can uh, improve on some of these grades and numbers. But before we get into it, I'm going to well, I'm going to share my screen and we can sort of go piece by piece into uh, how they graded out in each one and why. But first, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, what you made of this this uh, this report coming out today. So obviously, on the surface, it's a bad look. Uh, yeah. For the team, the organization, the owner, um, you know, as I joked, I, I didn't even know you could get an F minus in things. I didn't yeah. know that was an actual grade. Um, the flip side, if you want to be like, hey, we were better than the Chiefs and they're the Super Bowl champions. So um, if you want to do yeah, that, they hate their owner. They hate Clark Hunt. Like which he is, is the weird, which is very weird because they're the best team in football. They all get paid pretty well and they just can't stand Clark Hunt. And I actually think that is somewhat alarming from a Chiefs perspective, because if you're near the bottom when you're winning Super Bowls back to back and that whole thing, then it's even worse than you think. Because I do yeah. believe, I think for years, people overlooked some limitations with the Patriots. I thought Gillette Stadium is a, a Jag stadium, just mm -hmm. a stadium, we used to call it. Like, and they have some limitations. It was, you know, privately financed. It only has one tunnel. So space is an issue. You don't wrap all the mm -hmm. way around. Like, but I think people looked past that because you were winning games, winning Super Bowls. You were a dynasty. So right. I thought it got overrated, the facilities at Gillette Stadium. Now, they may be even more dated now than they were then. Um, but I think because you were winning, people overlooked it. And then I think immediately when you're losing year after year, the last few yeah. years, it's easier to give negative grades. Like a guy who might've given a B to something that was mediocre in the past is now like, you know what? Our lunch sucks. I'm giving it a D. Yeah, right. And I just feel like the negative tone, like the opposite of a rising tide lifts all boats, like low tide in the mud gets everybody right. dirty. Like kind of like the moving out. truck in front of your, in your front yard right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do have a moving truck stuck in my front yard. That is uh not as entertaining as you'd think it'd be stuck in the mud. And I'm just wondering of the ruts I'm going to have to fix later in the spring. And he's anyway. looking at his screen and talking about a truck stuck in the mud in the Patriots in the NFL. And he's also looking outside his window and he sees the same exact. A absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a metaphor. Um, <laughs> but I, and I do think like, for example, um, the weight room is small and unimpressive. It mm -hmm. just is. And they actually redid it 
a while back when they moved into the old media workroom and moved mm-hmm. us to a different spot and the whole thing. Um, it just isn't that impressive. And the one that always, and I'm not surprised they got the F minus on the parent, uh, the friends and family. Yeah. Let's you know look this. at it. Well, let's get into it. Well, uh, I can okay. actually share my screen and we can kind of go piece by piece here. Um, if you can still see it, let me know if you can see it because my computer is my computer. Um, I can see it. All I see right now is your uh, main page, the New England Patriot Report. Yeah, there we go. Okay, perfect. They so so overall they grade grade twenty ninth out of thirty two. That's not uh, good. No, it's not good. There's thirty two teams. They're twenty. The overview says uh, the results point to club management that has not been keeping up with changing times. Uh, the player response highlighted outdated facilities and stale services. Uh, the Patriots feet or the player Patriots players feel the facility needed significant renovations for a while now, which explains the ro- the low gl- low grade for club owner Robert Kraft. Question about players having confidence he will invest in their facilities. So here's the quick breakdown of what they show here. Um, Andy was just talking about the treatment of families. F minus yeah. what like thirtieth in the league, and uh, that's deserved. I'm sorry, but when you are hosting families on essentially like fold up tables behind a pipe and drape in the tunnel, yeah. the working tunnel. Um, right. You get what you get and you can't get upset. I'm like, for example, Giselle Bunchen, like, is she supposed to hang around and have food? And I know she's right. just a human being, but she's also a supermodel that's used to certain level of treatment. Um, so you get what you get. And the first thing I wonder, so Bill Belichick is gone. I don't know Mm -hmm. how many decisions in this area Bill Belichick makes. I think he would probably like to distance himself from any of this and say, no, 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 I don't, I'm not in marketing or team, you know, that type of stuff. I build the team. I coach football. This isn't my area. So then it's like, well, is it Robert Kraft? Is it Jonathan Kraft, who we all know has taken on a bigger day-to-day role over the years? Um, Is it the next tier down? You know, like Jen Farron and Jim Nolan, I believe, are still the VPs. Are they, does this fall on their desks and their plates? Are they getting chewed out right now by Jonathan Kraft and Robert Kraft for letting things fall behind? Um, And it's, it's, it's fair criticism in my, like the things that I know, like it's ridiculous that families are having dinner in a cold concrete tunnel. That, that like. Still, like every single time post game there, like it blows my mind that just you look around the corner and it's like the kids and their their wives yeah. just like like you said on fold up tables like eating like catered meals that look like they just came from like Patriot. Like it's just it's weird. Like it is. It's bizarre. There should be like a specific place exactly yeah. for that before and after games for families. Especially, and they're one of. And if we when we go in the whole thing, they're one of only four teams that don't have a daycare at all for like. The, the kids, the ch- children. So like the children are in their suites and they're just kind of carrying them around. And like, again, that's something that it sounds like, I don't know. You, you sound like, Oh, they're just pampered football players. They need daycare, but like, no, they're, they're people too. It's like, the, and if other teams that, ha- that have it, the Patriots should just follow suit and have that same type of thing. Right. You're not doing business as business is being done. If you're in a group Bingo. of four, if it's 50, 50, if it's like, well, 16 teams have it and 16 teams don't. Okay. That's a different story. But if you're in a group of, two, three, four, five, like this now. all And this was the picture that was always painted over the years of the Bengals were a team that were always way behind in a lot of areas or the Cardinals way behind in a lot of areas. And you don't want to be there. You're supposed to be a premier organization with a premier owner. And some of that apparently was just covered up by winning and Tom Brady and those things. And 
I again, I know there's limitations financially the way they built the stadium and then mm-hmm. just sort of the architecture of it, but also you've done a lot of work in recent years with, you know, different upgrades and rooms right. and doesn't seem like these types of things were addressed. It was, you know, let's add a club where we can sell things to people. Let's add another right. club where Bud we Light can Hall. like, yeah, well, I understand that makes money and that's important, sure. but some of this stuff seems like it's important too. And especially now when you were winning, no one cared. And I understand you have a hundred million dollars and if you pay a guy, he's going to come. He might bitch about the daycare later or the family treatment mm-hmm. later. If you pay him more than anybody else, he's probably still going to sign with the New England Patriots because money talks in free agency. Um, but if you want to be a premier first-class organization, I think you got some work to do to clean up some of this crap. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I again, looking at like, I mean, some of these things, uh, first of all, the weight room being 32nd, you mentioned it. Like it's, it's small, it's tiny. They may have even... You mentioned they renovated it, you know, over the last couple couple of years back when they redid some things. But like last year when this came out, the weight room was dead last, and yep. so like they they haven't improved in anything. And according to a couple uh, guys on the beat today, they had mentioned that they're going to be redoing the weight room entirely with their new stadium renovations. But it it's almost like if this was something that was such a such a big problem and something that is you know puts them and ranks them dead last. They should have expedited the process and the weight room should have been done this summer, ready for this season so that you don't get graded poorly like this again, especially when now you have a new head coach, a new GM, and you're looking to bring in uh, free agents where they're going to see this and like, look, uh, my, the weight room sucks and I'm not, it's not going to improve over the next couple of seasons. Like, why am I going to, why am I going to sign there? And especially when you have a new head coach whose brother runs the strength and conditioning program yeah. and the head coach in his introductory press conference said, quote, it all starts in the weight room. Right. And you have a weight room where you have players believing I'm better off somewhere else. I can do much better training somewhere else. And that's problematic. And, and the other thing is these kids come from colleges that have right. ridiculous facilities. Some, you know, If you come from Alabama, Clem, any SEC school, like these big time programs, you're used to first class, not Meh, I guess it's good enough. And again, some of this is, it's more perception than reality. Like, can they lift? Yeah, they can lift. Like, they can squat, they can bench, they can do most of what, but some of it is just like trying to give the impression that you're competing with everybody else, that you're keeping up with business as business is being done. Hell, I was just at UMass this weekend Mm -hmm. in they're not even their basketball or football facility, but just in their other athletic facility. And their weight room was nicer than the Patriots weight room, in my opinion. Like yep. from what I've seen, it was bigger and nicer. And like, I'm sorry, that shouldn't be you're you're aren't they still a top 10 franchise all over the, the globe? They're all supposed to be <laughs> like like you're worth seven billion dollars and you can't find a way to have a let's just say middle of the road weight room. Let's just put yourself in the top like 12. I don't know. You know, you don't have to be the best. I know Bill Belichick bitched about or didn't bitch about, but like by comparison, talked about the Taj Mahal that was the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was intentional. I think he was and maybe he thought he'd be sticking around longer and and maybe cared about where the facilities were going. Um, But I think that was intentional. That was in comparison to what he's dealing with. That is that is dated and undersized and just not first class the way things are being done. So there are four 
sort of categories here that I look at that can almost immediately you would think and hope be flipped by next season. And it's obviously the weight room, which should and could be state of the art by next season. Uh, that strength staff grade of C minus 31st. Uh, you mentioned it already, but Gerard Mayo's brother, Deron Mayo, is taking over the strength staff. Uh, Moses Cabrera will be uh, gone, so that'll be Deron Mayo's uh, operation moving forward. You would think that, like you said, with Gerard saying that they're going to sort of focus on that weightlifting stuff, that perhaps perhaps the the weight room being renovated in turn also helps the the weight the strength staff sort of reputation in the building because they're able to do more and use more equipment, things like that. The head coach being a B minus 27th, that's graded on Bill Belichick's scale. Uh, so depending on how the players feel about Gerard Mayo, that grade's going to go up next season. You would think, you would hope, uh, that's the mm -hmm. idea. And then ownership being a D plus and uh, 27th out of 32. We just talked about Clark, Clark Hunt being uh, not liked by his, by his players. It looks like the Patriots aren't really too fond of the way Robert Kraft wants to spend on his team. Um, and if we go look at I want to sort of talk talk about the head coaching thing for a second because uh, we'll go to ownership first because the sort of criteria here was um, he received the rating for Patriots players when considering his willingness to invest in the facilities. So if they bring in the new weight room, that should go up. And then you would also think that if they start to bring in players and he opens up the checkbook and they get better and it, you know, players realize that he's going to shell out some cash for not only the building, but free agent players to help the team get, get better. His grade should go up in turn. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Uh, I need to interrupt for just a second at the crap okay. show that's going on in my front yard. <laughs> um, okay. so the guys were just walking down the street. I have a, um, farm slash vineyard across the street from me. Okay. So I just watched them walk across the street, walk down there. And they somehow just came back with a dude, with a tractor and like a front end loader <laughs> lift. So they apparently just begged somebody to come help them from the neighborhood. So I got to tell you though, this is a good story of um, neighborly goodwill is not dead. Like that guy didn't sure. have to stop his day, whatever he was working no. to drive his tractor over here. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of, I'm watching him hook up his front end loader to the back of I the like truck it. and he's going to help him out. So Kind of a cool, a bit of a poop show, but also a bit of a cool story. That's Robert Kraft opening up the checkbook and pulling the Patriots out of this this hole on the NFLPA grading scale. So what do you think Robert's reaction to this was when he sees him considered a bottom of the barrel NFL owner in the midst of the dynasty and in the midst of him yeah. wanting to get in the Hall of Fame? I, I mean, I look at, I go back to last year, they were in the same boat and they didn't do anything to improve. So I wonder... Frankly, I wonder how much he really cares about what the players think. And you would assume that he wants to be in their good, you know, good graces and want the players to like him as an owner. And they seem to appreciate him and like his whole, uh, like his social justice stuff with the blue square. And, you know, they, it, it seems like they get along when crafts in the building, but I mean, for them to anonymously say that he's not willing to invest in this place. And I think it's important to note that, you know, I guess this is strictly about workplace conditions and, you know, not things like spending money against the salary cap and how you like him as a person. But um, look, the proof is in the pudding. The weight room stinks. The facilities, the treatment of family stinks. You need to put your money where your mouth is in order to get your grade up. So he can be upset all he wants, but he can easily improve it by, you know, opening up the checkbook. Truck's getting pulled out. Oh, don't stop. What are you doing? Don't stop until you're back on the driveway. Okay, oh, they're boy. getting close. Getting close. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and and the other thing I want to throw into here is, good lord, my yard's a mess. Um, is the uh, mess that is this team in terms of, um, and I know no one wants to talk about it or does want to talk about it and they don't want to talk about it. Like, again, I go back to Jonathan. Mm -hmm. How much of this is actually a day-to-day Jonathan decision, Jonathan doing things? Because I've had people in the organization tell me, You're, you'd be stunned how much is out of date here, how much is, is dated, and how much is yeah. just needs upgrading in things that, like this, that I think fans don't talk about, think about, think about think matter in the big picture um process and i think a lot of that i I just think robert has stepped away some and you know we see it like i don't even need to think it he's at the grammys he's at the oscars Mm -hmm. he's at this he's at that part like he's and god bless him he absolutely should be He's an 80-year-old billionaire who oversaw a dynasty. If he wants to live the good effing life, he should lead the good effing life right now. Right. Screw being on Foxborough five days a week and, like, deciding, should we go with the um, the rubber-coated dumbbells in the new weight room? Or should it, you know what I mean? Like, no. Sure. No, right. That makes sense. So – I think so. But so that's kind of why you 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 question about who gets the blame here, right? Is it, you know, lower management? Is it Jonathan? Like who is actually in charge of these things? Because you're right. I mean, Kraft's not down there comparing dumbbells anymore. He's and not, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't exactly be. Right. get the F out of here. That should be beneath his pay grade. So sure. I, you know, this is gonna be pointed at ownership, like club owner Robert Kraft. Yes. Jonathan's also an owner. He's part yep. owner of the team, the way their trust and everything is built out. Um this is, I think, more of a reflection of people beneath Robert Kraft, the way they've been handling business. And this is a big question. Are they going to change this? Are they going to do? Because all we've heard the last few days at the Combine is like comparisons to the way business used to be done. New culture, Packer way, different way, this way, that way. Um, are they going to change how they do business now on all these levels beneath like we're going to sign a free agent? Yeah, right. anybody can go out and give ex-player $20 million a year and he'll probably sign. But the other stuff matters. And are they willing to change on that level? And I think from things I've heard, even inside the building, there's people wondering that. Like, are we willing to change? Are we willing to do more in these areas that aren't seen, that aren't public facing? So before we get to our one-off Wednesday discussion on quarterbacks throwing at the combine, I want to ask you about this head coach grade because Bill's gone, right? I mean, we it doesn't it doesn't really matter, but it doesn't really matter what the players thought of Bill because he's gone and we're in a new regime and we're turning the page. But uh, according to their survey, Bill ranks 27th with a B minus. Only 55% of his players felt that he was efficient with their time last season. And players feel Belichick was rarely willing to listen to the locker room. So uh, what do you make of it? Is it, you know, is it BS? Do you think it's, do you think that's a soft standard that he's not willing to listen? Or do you think that that just, this just goes to show that it was time for the Patriots to move on from him. I, I think sort of like that last part. Yeah, like, that's my thought. Silos, to use yep. Gerard Mayo's word, silos went up, and and I think people got defensive. I think doors got closed. I think circles got um, shrunk. Yep. Communication was worse. Um, you certainly had an offensive staff that was weird in their makeup, and whether Bill wanted them, didn't who he wanted, whether Bill O'Brien wanted them, who he wanted, there was just a lot going on. It was broken. Yep. You know, we use the word um, broken for Mac Jones and what happened the last couple of years. 
the Patriots were broken. Mm -hmm. The system was broken. The, the communication, what the structure, it was broken. And I do find it funny though. Like, so B minus is 27th. Yeah. Like the, the coaches are graded high. So is that like out of fear? Is there players like, you know what? I never know if somebody's going to find out. So I might be a little critical, but I'm not giving a guy an F. I'm not giving well, so a guy. Looking back at the rest of the gro the coaching grades, Josh McDaniels was dead last and he got a D. And the Patriots in the families section were 30th and got an F minus. Yep. So it's it's definitely the way that like again, most of the head coaches were graded rather positively, I think, aside from like your McDaniels and some other guys, Ron Rivera, who's gone too. Um, so I think it is just I don't know if it's out of fear or if it's just that generally the league overall likes their coaches that are right uh, and, and a lot of coaches are newer and younger and maybe people feel a connection right. to a lot of those guys and maybe that's part of it um i just also do think it's funny that b minus is the highest grade the patriots get for anything even yeah. though it's 27th it's their highest right. grade and you fired that guy you've cleaned yep. house on that guy that guy was seen as the biggest problem and he's out the door um and i'm not saying that's wrong that he wasn't a problem like i think it would you know i believe it was time for him to go that it, sure. it had run its course um and then i also think like yeah he was part of the problem too yeah. with Jonathan and the payments and like the the in the investments behind the scenes those were all parts of the problem um but i also wonder how different was bill or did the result change like you know the they're not having any fun back when lane kiffin said i mean lane um johnson said lane johnson. it yeah there was some truth to it mm -hmm. but because they were winning everybody pushed back and had to be hardos when they're not having fun and they're losing, oh, we're not having any fun. Well, Bill, I think Bill was really consistent for the most part over his career. He was kind of a not fun a-hole who was set in his ways. He was a dictator, like all of those things. And then he lost and people lost interest right. in that style. And like, you you know, there was a lot of vinegar to his world and that was just the reality. And it really started to taste bad once you have back-to-back -back losing seasons and last place and all those things. So um, was Bill perfect? No. Was it mostly an issue of they lost games and they didn't have a lot of talent? Yeah, I think that was the biggest issue because I yeah. think he was kind of an a-hole all along. And this gets back to the Amendola quote, you know, we we played for um we worked for Bill, we played for Tom. Like they worked for he was the boss. Yes, sir, right. no, sir, you're the man. Whatever. Like, I gotta do what you tell me because you're the boss. He's a tough but. head coach to play for. And I think on the outside looking in. You know, as media and as fans, everyone thinks that Bill is the best coach in the league, and that he was and he is. But from a player's perspective, he's not the easiest and most fun to most fun to play for. And so right. he might have even graded out as a B minus twenty seventh at the peak of the dynasty, um, unless of course guys were too scared to give him said grade, like you had mentioned. But um, he's not easy to play for. So in a survey on workplace environment. Belichick is probably going to grade out at a B minus most of the time, regardless, really, either if you're winning or losing. Oh, yeah. So. He's never, if you're being honest, workplace environment, he's never going to be like an A. I love him. It's the greatest. Right. He does everything for everybody. Like, no, that's just not who he is. And you don't have to like it, but it is what it is. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's. Here's report card. You lose me. Uh, you got very slow. My back. You're back. I think Ooh. it was when you were closing the. Uh, yeah, I closed out. Closing. It's too bad. I gotta get a new laptop. I you need another water. mouse in there. You need like you need at least two mice in the. In I know. The, you know, I'm on your wheel running. 
Yeah, seriously. It's it's Jesus. Yep, I know it's tough. Tough sledding. I'm gonna grade you an F for your laptop and your investment in this program. Well, it'd be great if you know we weren't doing a live show, but we like the reactions and the interactions, and so uh it's live and you gotta deal with the slow stuff. And if it wasn't live, we could edit it all out. But speaking of which, just to yeah. bring in uh MJ dub, okay. uh, I'll call him four and thirteen has a lot to do with these grades, don't you think? Winning is fun. Absolutely. Yeah, the the, the environment is set by the results on the field. Winning overcomes everything. Winner hides. Winning hides a lot of things. And as I started saying in the last couple of years, losing is undefeated. It breaks everyone. It breaks Bill Belichick. It breaks Robert Kraft. I don't care who you think you are. Losing will break you. It's, yep. We're watching it break Alex Cora with the Red Sox. I think Alex Cora is a pretty good manager, and I think he loves baseball and he loves to have fun. And he and guess what? He entered spring training a broken man. Alex yeah. Cora is broken because they lose. Under it, losing is undefeated and it always will be you should get that tattooed losing is undefeated and the truth is never mean you can get those back to back wherever you want them but i don't think i'm a tattoo guy yeah that's fine point Plus is it, they're your like i'm cheap like it costs money it's painful and i uh, it's permanent like I, nah, yeah no no that's fair you're right but no, regardless those are the temple those are the andy hart monikers so uh, live or die by them true. both of both of them are very true. So that's it on the NFL PA uh, player grades uh, from uh, this year, second annual. Uh, if you want to check it out in full, you can find it. It's on the NFL PA's website. Uh, everyone under the sun, NFL, non-NFL, has tweeted about it uh, over the last couple hours. So check it out in full. Tweet at us if you have any reactions. And uh, we're going uh, to call it there on the NFL PA. So. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 